You're listening to Passion Pod number 33 with Ben Webb. Right, my darling. So, you are a writer, predominantly theatre and film. Yep. And I've got this feeling you like things in threes, <laughs> because everything's in trilogies. Um, I do. Trilogy of plays performed in London last year, and you're in the middle of a trilogy of movies. Yep. Uh, films, probably films. more than movies. Uh, so, oh my God, Hollywood, <laughs> baby. But have you always written for theatre and film? No, um, until very recently I didn't write at all. At all, at all? In any conscious sense. Um, I mean, you know, I wrote shopping lists. But, uh, <laughs> Make a fantastic play, I've heard. And love letters, but um, I don't do those anymore. Yeah, uh, we, all, we all gave up those about 14. Uh, 28. <laughs> um, but uh, may, maybe again. Anyway, I mean, it sounds disingenuous, but it's true. It was sort of accidental. I always thought I was a director, and I guess I was <laughs> a director, and I guess I still am. And that's where my interest took me in terms of making theatre. Wasn't interested in film at all, wasn't interested in writing myself. But um, I was working more and more in a context of devising work and then one day I realised I wasn't devising it anymore I was writing it and then again it sounds I think disingenuous but it's completely true that one day I just woke up and I'd written three plays and it was a trilogy and we were putting it on and at that point I suddenly realised because people had asked for them I'd written two other things and I suddenly thought well by the end of this year I'll have written five plays and a film so whatever I want to think of myself as, or whatever I do think of myself as, and even if I never write again, then on some level, I am a writer. And I don't know how long that stays for. I, you know, I think you go through different changes in your life, and they happen for different people at different times. And, you know, who knows in 10 years time if I'll still be writing. And I sort of don't care. I do, and I've always done, I think, what interests me. And I do it because it interests me. Well, it sounds like that's a very organic process without sounding seriously Yeah, no, wanky. it is, yeah, yeah. You know, from going from directing to then suddenly having these pieces that you're putting on. If you look back now, though, you were finding time to write without sort of making time for it then, in that yeah. period when you were directing. I guess this partly goes back to what you said about trilogies, which is completely true. I do like making trilogies of work because it gives you an opportunity to make work over a period of time and it gives you an opportunity to learn as you make the work about what the work is and also to develop the ideas. So I think even if I wasn't making trilogies, I'd definitely think about how one makes work as being over periods of time. And maybe a sensible period of time is about three years, but that could be different for different people. So if I look at the artists I admire, I can see in a lot of their processes that over three or four years, there's a sort of series of ideas that they're playing out through different forms or through different outputs. And that's what I really love. I love things coming back and coming back in a different way. And so the trilogy of plays and then the trilogy of films is really an excuse just to buy the time to really explore something. It's it's lovely to hear someone saying that they're taking their time with something. Because a lot of people say, you know, it's terribly frustrating. You've got to be Um, patient. And But from what you're saying, it sounds like you enjoy the process being elongated. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you'd wish it was quicker, but the process is the process. It can't be quicker than it is, and sometimes it is quick. I guess I can't speak for anyone else. For me as a writer, how I write is that I spend an incredible amount of time just thinking. Literally sitting there. (laughs) Sitting or walking or watching endless episodes of Murder, She Wrote, which I love. Yeah, I love. It's it's beautiful how that develops over whatever it was, 16 series. Oh my God, too Um, much knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not enough writing. Um, But, you know, yeah, I mean, just life. I mean, just at work or with friends or whatever. But knowing that there's an idea that I'm interested in and then being like, I don't know, the analogy is not going to be quite right, but like a, I'm going to say radio transmitter and I'm just picking up what's passing through me and what feels useful over time, what stays with me, 
is what ends up in the play or the film and there just comes a point where I feel that I'm ready to write it and actually then I can do a first draft in a day or two days because actually all the work for me was the thinking. You just remember that then you don't sort of make notes as you go. I make notes as I go but also I trust that if an idea is good it will come back to you. Also what I found particularly with the films is that each film so far so we've made two of them and a third one is being written at the moment um, being thought about at the moment you know, a lot of what we did in the second film was a response to what we'd done in the first film. You know, it's like we have, me and Poppy have some ideas. Poppy being the director Poppy's that you're the director, yeah. Yeah, my partner in crime. And, you know, we have some ideas that are either thematic ideas or formal ideas and actually a mixture of both. And, you know, we're playing with those in, in each film and then by the time we get to the next film we realise there was something that we didn't quite nail. So that's the thing that really goes into the heart of the next film. And I guess that's the nature of the, with the trilogy element of mm. it as well. Yeah, well, I guess also because I believe... I think I believe uh, at the moment today you today, believe. right at this moment I believe that any body of artistic work is is both the record of the work itself but it's also the record of the person or the people you were when you made it so those films or the trilogy of plays as well as being the kind of obvious thematic things that they are about in the world of the play they're completely a record of the emotional and artistic development of the people primarily myself but all the other people that got picked up along the way and ended up part of that adventure and I love that in other people's work you know I love that you can look at an artist's work over many years and see them change the work as they go but also how the work must have changed them and that I think there's two pleasures for me in making work it's the experience of making it so more and more I think that that's really key who you work with who you choose to work with and how you spend your time together I just think is the most important thing and be choosy about that well I think now I'd rather not make work than make work that i want to make in the way I want to make it. I'd more than happily just go and work in a bookshop in the country and have a nice little life. But um sounds lovely, girl. <laughs> it does. I'll, I'll it? make the cakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but but I would, you know, I'd rather be I don't think it's important to make work at any cost. I think the cost of the work matters and I think the value of the work matters and you have to value it yourself first. And then you sort of can't worry too much whether the world values it or how the world values it because as long as you can kind of live with what you've done, <laughs> you know. Because I think it's a responsibility what you put into the world. And I think if you don't believe in it, then you're probably wasting your time. And why would you? I mean, you know, life is so horribly, horribly short. <laughs> and sort of knowing that has really, I suppose, infected how I approach work. And I think it's to do with time. So you spoke about process. I think it's Anne Bogart, the director, who talks about... Um, a process whereby you slow down at the same time as speeding up things become more and more urgent but in order to really deal with them to really excavate them you also need to slow down um do you think that comes with the more that you do ben well i think it probably comes it's always dangerous to talk about age isn't yeah it? but i think you could talk about experience i think it comes with experience i think it comes with realizing what you think's important and for other people you know the race might be really important you can yeah. tell that in your work. Having watched Our Life Together, your first film with Poppy, you can tell that exactly because there is so little dialogue yeah. in that. And I guess, you know, coming in a very ignorant sense to interview a writer about a film I've seen which probably has average ten words. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's about right, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, that really reflects itself in your recent work, I think, yeah, yeah. because, you know, you talked earlier about the experience. Mm. I felt the experience of watching yours and Poppy's film was, yeah, very unusual. Mm. No, it is. Quite unusual, I think. I mean, there is a tradition of um, oh, films that take their time, which isn't necessarily to do with being a longer film, because actually Our Life Together, as you know, is, 
you know, 25 minutes. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, um, Michael Haneke, who made, I mean, The White Ribbon, I think, and uh, Amour most recently. And The Seventh Continent, which is a massive inspiration for me and Poppy. A brilliant, brilliant film, probably my favourite film of a, about a family that have had enough of capitalism uh, and decide to kill themselves as a family. And oh, the film wow. is just them going through the process of giving up their life, um, you know, their, all, all the trappings of their life. And it's just so spare and unflinching and actually beautiful and beautifully done and funny and just, I mean, like all of his films, it's just wonderful. So there's Hanukkah. He's a big influence, I think, on both me and Poppy. Um, Tarkovsky, Lars von Trier, Bergman. Um, and all of them, although they've got different things, there's a sort of spareness and a holding back coupled with a kind of fullness of emotion and, and maybe thought as well. So I guess that's what we've kind of been influenced by. But, you know, really that film is about the original impulse was to make a film that would be constructed out of kindness. So I was interested in the idea that films are always about action and about drama and about the big thing that happens. And I just kind of had, had enough of that. Uh, I mean, it's great, but not all the time. I thought there might be space for something else. And I had a real sense of the responsibility of writing characters and what happens to them. So the idea that once you've written a character or while you're writing them, they are basically real, they exist in the world and you're responsible for what you allow to happen to them. So the idea that it would be very easy that in the second or third scene to, with one line I could have written, you know, he checks his phone for a text it's from his other woman. I mean, I wouldn't have written it in that way. But, no, but that was the feeling know. that one got watching it. You yeah, were yeah. thinking, oh God, you know, don't ruin this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, or I could have had her have a speech where she says, oh, I've missed my period. Or, oh, I think I've got cancer. Or whatever, any number of things. And that's how drama happens. You know, you say that something's happened to someone and then we all go, oh, now I know that something's happened. But I guess that wasn't really my experience of life. And I wanted to make something that was more like life, even though the film's completely artificial, completely uh, stylized. Um, but it just has that feeling, I think, of life of, you think you're waiting for the big thing to happen, and the big thing doesn't happen, but the little quiet thing happens, and actually the little quiet thing was the big thing. Tell me though, writing is notoriously difficult to make any kind of money out of. How do you make it work financially being a writer, you know, day to day, year to year? Um, I have a double life. I work um, in the charity sector as well as my artistic work. And I've always done both and I've always managed to make them both work. That's been because I've been supported by some really brilliant people in that world who have managed to give me the flexibility that I needed to go and do projects. It probably also has really suited me because I want that time to make projects. So for me, I can't think of anything worse than being employed full-time artistically and having to keep producing things. I mean, it's lovely if it's what you want, but for me, it just... Have you tried it? I've tried it for extended periods. It just didn't work? It just doesn't work because I don't... My brain doesn't work like that. I need to go in a corner and think about everything for, you know, 10 days before I can even begin to speak. And I think that's probably why writing is beginning to suit me much more than directing because you can take your time with that. Uh, so I think that's also why I am making less work, but maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> touch wood. Uh, better work. I mean, that would be the hope, wouldn't it, that well, you're not going backwards. I was going to say, I'd be a bit worried if you said the opposite, my darling. <laughs> what do you think your biggest challenge is as a writer? Writing. <laughs> 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 yes, I might as well just stop now, really. <laughs> That's why I take so long. Um, well, I mean, I can't, you know, there's umpteen things I can't do that many other great writers can do. But I'm sure I can do, I just haven't got around to doing it. Um, like writing dialogue. 
And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that little chestnut. But I managed to have avoided that pretty much so far. Just hang on in there. But <laughs> um, different ways of doing stuff, I don't, isn't it? Yeah, I no, guess. of course, of course. Yeah, no, I don't worry too much about that. Um, I think the biggest challenge is, no, I mean, I said it facetiously, but I think I mean it, you know, is writing. It's, you know, the thinking about it is, you know, that can take ages and that's fine and you can sort of allow that to happen around lots of other things in your life. But the actual physical process of sitting down and putting it down I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard, but um, but that's why I just wait until I, I've got no other excuse and then I just do it. Yeah, it's um, like, really, I can't wash the dishes uh, yeah. for the 10th time. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm a big fan of rewriting, you know, not really rewriting, but redrafting, I suppose. So not a huge amount will change, but, you know, tweaks here you know, you haven't quite got that right word or you haven't quite got the right syntax or something. So, yeah, I mean, I will revise a lot as we go along. But it's being open to that as well, I guess, yeah. as, as a process of learning or creating your work. I, yeah. Part of it. For, well, yeah, for lots of people. Well, for any writer, isn't it? I don't oh, know. I don't know. I think all writers are different. I think it's, yeah. really, it's like anything, isn't it? It's really hard to generalise. And, you know, all the things I've said I don't do or I don't like doing... I know, you know, a hundred writers who, well, I don't know a hundred, but I can imagine a hundred writers. I know about four writers <laughs> who do all those things and are very successful at it. And it's wonderful. And I'm really glad they do. Which is why, I mean, I sort of struggle with any kind of title, really. But I don't know. I still don't really think of myself as a writer. But but I think that's really encouraging for people. If everyone gets so swept up in this whole idea of, you know, what am I and who am I? And am I defined as this and defined as that? If you enjoy something, yeah, just do it. Yeah. Give it a bloody try. And maybe that is what you are going to become. Maybe it's what you are for, like you said earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. for two years. I don't know. Or, I, I completely agree, but also the other side of that is, or just don't do it, but don't spend half your life in between those two things because that's just not very healthy and not very fun, really. If I could not do it, I would not do it. But why? Because it's not easy and it's not always particularly enjoyable. But there are things that come from it that are so enjoyable, but they're moments and they're amazing moments, but you can have those same amazing moments by spending your life having, you know, a nice office job or having a really good relationship or having kids or whatever. You know, you, I don't think you should feel like you've got to do it because you spent your whole childhood saying you wanted to be an actor or a writer or whatever. I don't think you should do it because other people tell you you should do it. I think if you're a writer, you should write. I think if you're a director, you should direct. I don't think you should wait for anyone's permission. I don't think you should think too much about a career or maybe sort of every alternate week think about your career. <laughs> But I think what I would say is, just to qualify that, I would say that being a writer isn't about being paid to be a writer. I mean, that's good. It's lovely when it happens. Really lovely when it happens. Uh, and you have, you've been published, haven't you? I mean, you've, that trilogy of plays have been published. Yeah. And has been... But the best thing about being published, I mean, it was great in lots of ways, but the best, best thing for me about being published was the fact that that book was out in public and I was able to devote a page at the start of it as a dedication to a really good friend. Everything else was lovely, you know, the fact people are reading it, the fact people are buying it, the fact it's now going on in Mexico, you know, the fact that I get money for it, you know, all of those things, brilliant. But the most important thing was the act of love, of making that public statement for an amazing friend. So, yeah, I mean, you do have to earn a living, but there's loads of ways to earn livings and, you know, do it because you can say, I want to be a writer, I want to be a director, I want to be whatever, you know, fill in the blank. But until you do, you're not. (laughs) You've been listening to Passion Pod number 33 with Ben Webb.